Welcome to episode three of the Renault IQ podcast. I'm Ken Long. I'm here with uh, Matt Rose from Rose Building Group. Um, Matt and I actually go way back. We went to carpentry school together probably what was that, 13, 14 years ago it's now. Been a while, yeah. It's been a while. Um, so we've we've always kept in touch and sort of helped each other with uh, with our businesses. So I'm, I'm happy to have him on here. Matt, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Appreciate you having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Matt, here, first question, nice and easy. How'd you get into renovations? Honestly, it was a long time ago. It was probably about 15 years ago when I started and it was just like I knew I wanted to do. So left high school, went right into an apprenticeship, built uh, custom homes, modular homes, additions, renos, and just kind of never looked back. And then, you know, obviously I met you when yep. we were at uh, school there becoming carpenters. Yeah. That was it. It's just kind of something I knew I was going to do and we just kind of went into it. And it's never good with the whole learning books wise. I was always good with my hands, so that's what I wanted to be. So yeah. Oh, well, now you turn it around, and now you're running a business. Now I'm turning around, and I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting behind a computer half the time. But no, that's well, good. That's awesome. Um, so you guys, what kind of uh, renovations do you guys offer? Yeah. So I mean, we do pretty well anything you need within a home. Shy from a new build right now. Uh, definitely, that's where we're going. But right now, we're kind of doing the whole full interior renovations, basements, bathrooms, kitchens. Uh, we do a lot of full homes where clients will call us in and we'll do a full, like whole main floor, whole second floor, basement. Uh, we just find that a full cohesive reno is just kind of where our little niche is. It's a little small for a builder, but it's a little bit bigger for, let's say a handyman or a smaller renovation company. So, but we do do exterior as well. Right now we're working on a full home, full uh, remodel of the outside. So windows, doors, aluminum soffits, fascia, new uh, new brick, um, new siding, roof. So we're basically taking the whole thing down with the studs and putting it back. So you guys are basically just a one-stop shop and uh, anything interior and exterior. Yeah, yeah. So basically we, have, we only hire carpenters to work for us. Um, and then basically we have a huge range of subtrade base we have yep. uh, around 70 people in total that we kind of pull from and those trades are all you know experts in their own industry so yep. you know drywallers and tapers and tile setters painters etc so everyone kind of does their thing and then obviously the licensed trades like electricians plumbers gas uh the guys that are supposed to be doing it yep um yeah and it just allows us to kind of take on any aspect of the renovations so. very nice um and so you said you have guys working for you how many guys are in your crew yeah, so I have four guys that work for me full-time right now, and then we have a, an office administrator and then myself. Uh, so I'm very involved in the Renault throughout. Um, so we do have a project manager that manages the sites from actually working on the tools. Yep. But I still like to make sure that I come by and you know manage things from a different perspective, more from the office end, just to make sure everything is the way we quoted it. Uh, the schedule's on point. We do the layouts, the electrical walkthroughs, plumbing, structure. Yep. Um, but then basically we have guys on site that also have a copy of the scope and then they manage it from there. Yeah, very similar to the way the way we used to run our company as well, uh, because there are a lot of moving parts and you have to make sure that somebody has to be overseeing all those moving parts. Exactly. Um, which, uh, so which cities are you working in, just so that uh, everyone listening knows? Yeah, I mean, honestly, 90% of our work comes from Burlington. That's where we're based out of. But we work uh, Burlington, Oakville, Milton. And we do do work in Hamilton and Mississauga as well. But our primary base is Burlington, Oakville, Milton. Uh, Oakville, uh, Mississauga, and Hamilton is where we carry contractor's licensing. Yeah. And then Milton and Burlington doesn't 
have contractors licensing but yeah we are throughout those five cities yeah and just for for anyone listening here that doesn't know there there, there are specific cities that do require um, a, a license to actually work as a contractor in those cities um, and like Matt mentioned uh, Oakville and Hamilton are two of the cities that you do have to get um, a specific license for and if you're not sure if your contractor has a license you can actually go on their website and all the contractors are listed on there uh, the other thing I noticed, so you're, you're Baumler approved as well. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and, and what that brings to your company? Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, Brian came out with this company a few years ago and essentially what it is, is it's, a, it's an approval program, but a vetting process and, and we're a part of it in a way that they look into us. They make sure that, you know, clients are happy with us. They also look into our trades. We need to provide trade reviews to basically make sure that we're paying our guys yeah. um, because a lot of contractors don't. Yeah. And then, you know, if you have a certain amount of uh, negativity, so if, if you get three complaints, you get kicked out of the process, out of the program. And what it does is it just ensures that you're doing things correctly. You have a licensing, you know, you're, you're keeping people happy in the industry because ultimately you are, you know, utilizing their name. And it just allows, uh, you know, other customers to to find you and to help set you apart from other people that may not have it or don't have those licensing or that vetting yeah. to them. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's great. And, um, you know, there's there's been a few other, you know, referral programs out there, but Balmer's obviously got a great name and um, I, th- I think it's great for you. I mean, to be able to have something like that backing you as well, it just shows shows your place in the industry as well. Yeah, we have a lot of credible leads that come through there where people are really wanting um, just a quality contractor. They don't want just anybody. Uh, I find that the times that I get called from a Baumler site, uh, they're only calling Baumler contractors. And so that way it's always kind of an apples to apples comparison as close as possible. Yeah, right? yeah, no, that's great. Um, so can you take me through your process um, from an initial meet with a client to you know actually starting the project and, and, and finishing a project? Yeah, so um, we actually have our process listed on our website, uh, but essentially what it is in a nutshell is that uh, clients will call us out to come out for a free in-home consultation. And, and this doesn't cost anything, it's just for me to come out, I meet the clients, I walk through the space, take the measurements, and basically get a feel for what you're looking for. I go away and I provide a detailed scope of work. Now, we take a lot of pride in our scopes, we really break everything down. Our scopes are broken down per trade and then each trade has a, a price associated to it and then light items so that you know exactly what you're paying for. And that just allows you to know where we get to our final price at the end. Um, from that point, we come back if you would like and we present it or we, or we send it off for you to review it. And then once you're ready to move forward, if you're comfortable, then at that point, we usually take a small deposit and then we kind of put in the schedule. We schedule the whole project out. You'll meet with our project managers. We'll have a couple meetings prior to. And then basically you'll get provided with the scopes, um, the, the full schedule, a payment schedule. We break it all down and we give you a start and finish date and we work extremely hard to always meet that date. Uh, the only time really that we, um, we have to charge for something before we start the job is depending on the size, some jobs require uh, architectural drawings, engineering, uh, let's say in addition. There's so many variables in it that we can give you a rough price, but if we want to stand behind it, we want to make sure we're as accurate as possible, we want to go through that architectural um, side. And, and really what you're doing at that point is you're paying for these drawings that you then own and that if you didn't want to work with Rose Building Group, you could at least take it and have an apples to apples comparison to three other contractors. We just offer that service to allow you to get that step because you may not know where to go for that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's important too. I mean, you, you, you know, you hit it right there with trying to compare estimates apples to apples. And that's kind of what I do, right? Is, um, you know, it's really almost impossible, like you said, unless you are having somebody quote off of drawings um, and, and a specific scope of work is to get two, you know, three quotes that are going to be actually the exact same scope of work. So um, I, I think that's important as well. Um, so during a project, how do you typically keep clients up to date um, so that they know what's going on, if there's any changes, uh, if there's any delays? Because, I mean, we're in renovations. There are going to be delays uh, which are completely out of your control. Yeah, I mean, so basically when we provide that overall uh, work schedule, we usually set in certain days that we want to have walkthroughs. So a lot of the time there's a framing structural walkthrough um, once it's being demoed to make sure that everyone knows what's going on if we find any unforeseens. We also do an electrical, plumbing, and HVAC walkthrough. So essentially those are all put um, into the schedule so we know that we're always having those minimum walkthroughs with myself. And otherwise, uh, we always communicate through email or phone call. Uh, honestly, because I am still so involved with the projects, um, I dedicate a few days a week to just simply going to sites. And then at that point, when I see anything, if anything comes up, I let the clients know right away so that we can basically put together a change order almost immediately. What we never want to do is go through the entire job and then say, here's an extra bill for X amount. And then the clients are like, well, that doesn't make sense. We're, you know, that's a lot more than we planned. This way, if, if we say, hey, we found some faulty electrical, this plumbing stack needs to move, there's a structural problem, this is what it's going to cost, would you like to move forward? And then we kind of get sign off on that, and you're always kept up to date. The only time we really can't provide an exact pricing if we do time plus material, electrical is notorious for that because we never know where these wires are going. Yep. So we found it the cheapest <clears throat> to say, look, let's let these guys pull all the wires back and refeed them. And then at that point, whatever whatever hours they put towards it is what we bill. Yeah, no, and I think that's fair. And that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on and have a conversation with you too, because you know everything that you do is very much what I preach as far as you know what I think clients should be doing to make sure that they're hiring the right contractor, make sure they're hiring someone that's providing them a proper estimate and are going to sign a proper contract and make sure that all these all these details are figured out before you actually start the project. Um, and like you just said, you know, having change orders so that you know if something comes up that it's going to be brought to your attention before it's going to be, you know, started actual construction on and all of a sudden it's costing you money that you didn't realize that you were going to have to spend. Um, with your clients, what do you typically tell them for, um, you know, leaving some sort of leeway for a contingency if there's an issue that comes up? Yeah, I mean, the contingencies are really, they're variables on the actual job that we're undertaking. I mean, you know, how old is your home? If your home is, you know, built at a certain time period, are we going to find asbestos mold? Um, now, we usually do uh, testing before we start to kind of eliminate some of those possibilities. But, you know, those are, those can be costly um, extras. Uh, if it's a relatively new home, like a new subdivision home, you know, really, what are we going to find? It's usually pretty minor. So, and it also depends too, like, are you doing a bathroom? Or are you doing a full home, right? The bigger the job, the more contingency fund you need to have. So I think it really is dependent on yeah, a per job basis, but never assume that the final price, no matter how much we try to account for, um, there's always going to be some sort of extras coming up. And the reality is, is if I quoted for all these extras my price would be to a point where you know people would look at it and they wouldn't quite understand it and then if it doesn't come up 
well, now you're getting charged for something that we didn't do. So what we try to do is we try to give a very accurate estimate for what we feel is worth it, right? For what we feel like that we need to do um, to get the job completed correctly. And then at that point, if we come across these items, knowing that there's still some sort of a contingency fund, this is where, you know, is this necessary or is this not? Is this a, a want or a need? And then we assess it from there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really fair. Um, something that I always dealt with, and I, I, f I found it was kind of a, a hard sell to clients, um, but it was for their own benefit, was, you know, at what point do you have, do you tell a client, you cannot live in this house throughout this project? Because we used to do projects, I mean, we did, we did a full house renovation before with clients trying to live in the house. And I, I told them before the project even started that, look, this is not going to be good for either of us. Right. Um, I, and I, I've said that in, in other podcasts too, that I think that's something that, you know, once you're doing a large renovation, you should budget for living somewhere else for whatever it is, two, three, four months, if you're doing that big of a project. At what, at what point do you tell your clients that I, I would probably go and live somewhere else? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I, I find that, you know, customers that are doing main, uh, main floor, second floor rentals with maybe a finished basement, you know, you have your own bathroom down there, you have room to sleep, you maybe have a, a, either a full kitchen or, or a, a kitchen that you can kind of make up in the basement. You know, that it's, it's always possible. The problem is, is it doesn't matter how great the rental goes and it doesn't matter how great we are and how polite all the guys are. It doesn't matter how clean and amazing everything is. You know, rentals take time. And on a 10 to 12 week project, people just get to the, their end with the dust, with the drywall dust and the sawdust and the noise and the guys coming in the house at 7.30 o'clock in the morning until four. And, and some days it's always great at the beginning, but when you get halfway through the reno and you've had enough, no matter how great it is, um, that's where it can, it can be tough. And uh, I found that the clients that have moved out or have arranged for other living arrangements during that time their experience is just an overall better one because they always get to come home to a dust-free you know may, may not be the most organized because it's all a temporary living situation but they still get to leave the situation and knowing that we are taking care of their home that they don't have to be there um, of course this is budgetary but if it, you can fit it in the budget we always recommend um, to try to find other arrangements now, of course, for a bathroom, you don't need to, but it's for the larger scale rentals, definitely, it's just not worth it, so. Yeah, unless it, unless obviously it's the only bathroom in the house and you have no yeah. other no other choice, but <laughs> That's right. That's um, no, I, I agree. And I, I think it's also nice for the clients to, you know, being able to show up at the house to do a walkthrough and cause they're not there all the time, they show up and they get to see how much has been done yep. since they've been away. So I think that's kind of a neat aspect of it as well. Now, what's what would be your favorite type of project to do? Yeah, so I think I kind of mentioned it there a little bit before. So the way we are set up, the way we manage our, our projects with our guys and our trades and our, and our process is that we have this niche, so like, a lot of the smaller renovators struggle taking on a full home rental because they really have a hard time, you know, pricing it out, figuring out how to come up with a, an accurate quote for it and understanding everything involved and not to mention scheduling it. That's one of the biggest hindrances that I've found is a lot of contractors struggle with the scheduling end. 
but then the full home rentals are also too small for maybe a builder who would rather just build a house at that point. So we've got this niche that um, we're doing a lot of full homes. So we're going in on the main floor, we're taking out a lot of structural walls. Um, and by doing the second floor, it allows us to reroute HVAC, um, electrical, plumbing, which is great. And a lot of the times, uh, the kitchen and the bathrooms and the plumbing that are all connected going through the walls we're taking out usually are... Uh, incorporated into bathrooms. So we renovate them at that time. So a lot of the houses that are reaching that 30 years outdated, um, we're doing a ton of them. And honestly, I get calls from them all the time and I'm finding that with the way the market went uh, with, you know, just in this area, there's been a lot of increase in value to, the, to people's homes. They don't want to move. So they'd rather keep the house that they have, uh, but just fully, you know, gut it and make it their own. And if that's reconfiguration, new stairs, new, you know, the new home basically without having to leave. Yeah, no, I, that that's uh, that's a good point. Um, so maybe I mean I I know that a lot of people don't understand how long projects take. Um, could you maybe give us a breakdown of maybe a few different types of projects? Maybe a bathroom, a main floor, and a full house and a basement, say. And you know how much time you guys allot for those projects. Yeah, so we do things a little differently, um, like similar to yourself, but not the same as a lot of contractors. So because we're so sub-trade based, what we try to do is give each trade their own time in the house. And what we're doing by that is, is sharing the qualities a little bit higher because these guys aren't working on top of 10 other guys. Like the electricians are in the house, the plumbers have the house, you know, the HVAC guys have the house, and everyone has their own time to properly do what they need to do. The work's better, so because of that, it pushes our timelines out. So if we're gonna do a bathroom, honestly, we're four weeks. The first week is demo, rebuild, mechanical rough-ins. Second week is drywall taping. Third week is tile, fourth week is finishing. I mean, tiling while the tapers are in there just doesn't make sense. So we split it up. People can do it in a week or two. It's just not the way we like to do it. Um, you know, a kitchen can be six to eight weeks, depending. A lot of the timelines there are waiting for countertops, and that's a 10-day, 14-day delay once the cabinets go in. And then a full home rental, a whole main floor, whole second floor, we're usually around the 12-week mark. And, you know, sometimes we go a little further if if we have to wait for, you know, templating and countertops, glass. If we're right now, we're doing a house where we're doing a whole stair reconfiguration that adds, you know, a week or so. But um, typically around the, the around the 12 weeks for a full home. Interesting. Um, so you were recently just working with the Property Brothers. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So that was a little bit in the that was uh, in the making for a little while. So they had approached me uh, last summer, uh, just due to uh, we work with a designer and she had been on the Property Brothers for a few years, few different uh, shows they were doing, and they're looking for some new contractors. So they approached me and asked me if I was interested in it. And essentially, we underwent a little bit of a vetting process. They came out to see work that we did. They had to make sure we had all the licensing and the licensed trades and we knew what we were doing. And essentially, once they had um, approved that we were um, qualified enough to be on the show, we filmed a couple episodes of their upcoming TV show, Forever Home, which will be airing uh, at some point in uh, 2020. We're not 100% sure when, but when we, when we do, we'll let you know. Uh, but yeah, so we were one contractor and we did a couple episodes there and uh, yeah, it was... Interesting, it was a great experience. I mean, I worked alongside Jonathan and Drew, so I was their lead carpenter. And uh, yeah, the brothers are great. Jonathan, uh, he knows what he's doing 100%. He was a contractor for many years, which I didn't even know that. He owned his own construction company for years and years. 
Uh, these guys are a part of many different shows uh, across the US and Canada. And honestly, it was just a really cool experience to be a part of, you know, when you're watching a show on HGTV, all the inner workings of the recording and the sound and how we actually put together the projects and what quick timelines they were. So it was just really neat. And in that, actually, the customers uh, left the house fully and they basically really weren't involved too much uh, with it. And then when you see the reveal, those are real reveals. They come back, they hadn't seen the job throughout, they weren't allowed, and they basically come in for a true reaction. So what you see on like on the TV is totally real. So um, it was a cool experience. It was, I would do it again for sure. And it was just, it was nice, so. Yeah, that's neat. And actually, I was wondering that because I've never been a part of something like that is, is whether those reveals were actually authentic. Uh, yeah, because you just don't know when you're watching TV. But uh, did you find the the timelines with having the camera crews and everything? Did you find that slowed you guys down at all, or was it did it still flow pretty well? So it didn't really. So the timelines are tight to begin with. They're different than a normal uh, everyday Reno. Uh, you know, we filmed. There were so many episodes for the season that they only have a, a certain period of time to film everything and then we have to edit everything and then they basically get aired. So um, the timelines are basically cut in half, which we know about and we adjust our schedule accordingly uh, to, to accommodate that. But um, yeah, they, they didn't really hold us up. We, we had a really good relationship with the camera crew and the lighting crew and everyone that was involved. Um, so everyone kind of worked well together where they understood that we needed to get our work done and they were there to film the action basically. So they wanted to see us doing the work. So they were very respectful in that regard. Um, I mean, it's something to get used to. You got cameras that are worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that you have to be careful of. Um, but otherwise, no, it was, it, was a, it was a good experience. Everyone worked well together. It was pretty, pretty smooth. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually had a subcontractor that, uh, that used to work for us that did work on another show all the time. And that was one of the things that he complained about working on the show the most is the fact that the timelines were always just pushed back and back and back. And they had, they had times where, you know, it would take them 10 hours to do something that it would take them an hour to normally do. Um, so I, that's why I was kind of curious to see, see what your experience was on that. Um, so for, for Matt here, um, you know, I'm going to try and keep everyone up to date as far as, you know, once those episodes are going to air, um, and, uh, I'll definitely post those on my social media to, to keep everyone up to date. Why, um, why should people, why should clients call Rose building group? What's a, what, what's a good pitch for your, for the clients that might want to call you? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're not going to have a guy that's going to come in your house and say, hey, I do bad work, don't hire. So, I mean, in a world where you've got, you know, there are known bad contractors and there's known good contractors, it really comes down to what sets them apart. You know, budget is always going to be a factor. You know, can you yep. afford it? Do you want to spend that money towards someone? But more than not, like, are you going to get along with that contractor? If you're working with someone, you're trusting them with your house, it's a huge investment. You're spending you know, sometimes hundreds of thousands or more on a job. I mean, regardless of price, how big or small, do you want to get along with them? Can you get along with them? If an issue arises, how are you guys going to work it out? You know, what are their guys like? You know, we vet all our guys. They all go through police checks. These guys know what they're doing. Like we, we go through a vetting process on our hiring process. So are you going to have to trust us with your house ultimately? So 
you know, obviously price is a, is a huge factor, but I think that people hire us because of our guys. Most of the comments and the reviews we get online, it's all because they love our guys. Um, the work is great and, you know, we do meet our timelines. And of course things happen, but when we say it's gonna be 12 weeks, we, we're 12 weeks and, you know, at 95% completed, there's a few little things here and there, but that's, I think that's the biggest thing is our relationships with the clients. Yeah. And I, I think that's extremely important. I always tell people that as well as, you know, if you're, if you're close in price with a couple contractors and, um, and, and one of them, you just, you really clicked with and it, and you know, it felt like, you know, this is someone that I can just even have a canon conversation with and that you would want to, you know, have a beer with them afterwards. And, um, and that's something I'm sure you guys do it as well, but we used to get that a lot where at the end of the project, the clients would have us come by and, and have a barbecue with them or have a yeah. beer. And, um, you know, so I, th I think that's kind of cool that, you know, when you can create those relationships, we had a client that we did, uh, we did a full house renovation for them, uh, probably about three years ago. And every single Friday, um, she would show up to the house with a case of beer. When I say it was like a cooler of beer. And when I say a cooler of beer, there was like 48 beers in there. Yeah. There's two cases of beer um, and cookies and muffins and chips. Uh, she would show up about three o'clock every Friday and uh, just for all of our guys or sub trades, whoever was there. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of cool when you create a relationship where the clients, you know, they want to go out of their way to do, do stuff like that for you. I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you see them happy, right? I mean, that's ultimately someone that's coming in. They appreciate everything that that you're doing. These guys yeah. are working like crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. No, and you, and you did touch on on your reviews as well. And I, I was looking through your reviews, and I mean, you got five out of five stars here on uh, on Google. And you're right. I mean, a lot of them here are just talking about you know how great your guys are and how great how great you are and. Um, and there's there's a lot of reviews, so it's you know I mean anyone can get a couple people to say good things about them. Um, but when it seems like you have everyone saying the same thing about <laughs> you, um, I think you're definitely setting yourself apart from, um, from the other contractors out there. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so for, for Matt, if you want to follow him on social media, um, he is on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is at Rose building group, Facebook, uh, Rose building group. Um, He's based. He's based out of Burlington, but works uh, Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton is his uh, his main areas. Info at rosebuildinggroup.ca if you're looking to contact him. And phone number is 905-466-8884. Um, anything else you want to add to uh, to our conversation? No, I mean I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's awesome. You know this is cool experience you know get to talk a little bit about what we do so I yeah appreciate it. no i appreciate you coming on i think uh, i hope everyone's gonna enjoy this and and get a little bit from it as well and hopefully be able to benefit for the next renovation they do cool awesome Thank you. thanks buddy appreciate you okay see you later